Welcome to the Speak the Language podcast presented by OnX Hunt. Today is March the 23rd. You are fired up. Yeah. That was the best intro you've done in a while. So I was told by somebody that in my intros it sounded like I was uh, tired. In it some of them. usually do. Which, That's why I just said that. Yeah, I picked no, up on yeah, it. Yeah, someone's like, man, are you... Have you been sleepy when you're recording these? I'm like, I'm no, I don't think I am. Well, it's turkey season, so, so. I, was, I was trying to like throw a little bit of extra. Yeah, I, I mean, I picked up on it. You so. did, yeah. I mean, and that's no. A uh, guy messaged me, and then I was, t- <laughs> I was talking to uh, uh, Wilbur about. I mean, I was just talking to Wilbur nonchalantly. And he asked, and he said, he said, hey, how's the podcast going? I was like, it's going good. You know, and he doesn't normally ask about that. So I was like, why do you ask? He was like, well, I got a buddy that listens to it, and he said that you started, uh, he said the intros, you sounded like you were uh, lacking energy. I was like, huh. So there was like two different people who told me that, which I, <laughs> like, I'm not. Like, I mean, I'm, it must be, uh, we started doing more, I started doing more like, like set up intros, like not like we're doing right now where we're just going into it. But I've done some in the past where I like record an intro separately and all this stuff. And maybe when I do those, I'm just not as high energy. I don't, I don't know. You need to drink you one of them pursuit energies before you start this thing. Hey, yeah. Uh, I forget. That would be a good time to plug it. I forget everything that there is to mention about it. Uh, but I know pursuit energy is pr- teamed up with primos and it's like something like, Green Gobbler something. I don't know. I'll probably throw it in there. Primo's Hunting has teamed with Pursuit Energy to bring a great-tasting all-day energy to your hunt. The Call of the Wild in a can produced right here in the USA. It's available in two high-caliber and zero-sugar flavors, Original Gobbler and Blazing Orange. You can go to PursuitEnergy.com and search Primo's Hunting and order yours today. I drank one of those things. did get me buzzing. Oh boy! Yeah, buzzing like drunk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like I was, I was, no, not buzzing. Could like you, drunk. Dr- could you drive when you drank one? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt like I mean I drank I drank it one morning. I I had been getting up aggressively early to go hunting for several mornings in a row. You were hitting it hard in the paint there the first week. Mm-hmm. I I was or like concerned about you you're turning into me from 2019 (laughs) well that i mean i didn't want anyone to you know beat me to where i was going but it was several 3 a.m mornings in a row uh yeah and i i drank one of them pursuit things and i uh I just remember feeling like I got to where I was going real fast <laughs> and not like I didn't get there any faster because I looked at, I was like, was I speeding? And I, I looked at the clock and I was like, well, I got there the usual time that I got there, but it's like some of that space between here and there just didn't exist. You blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I could really feel the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, it's been a week. Been a week. Turkey season's been open now in Mississippi for a one week and one day. Yeah, we're in it to win it and at it's this been, point. It's been fun. It's I been have not seen – well, I'll put this statement out there first. I have not known a Mississippi turkey season to open up so fire red hot since uh, – you. we were talking about it privately the other day. I remember the spring of 2012. Yeah. That one, it reminds me of that. And I don't really remember another one in between here and there. 17 was good. 2017 was a good year. 2017, oh. that was the year Colin Polk killed. 
his first turkey. So, yes, I would agree with that. Other than that, yeah, it's been – it's usually weather. It's such weather-related stuff. Yeah. I mean, turkeys are usually gobbling pretty decently on good days. But right. But seems like every year, normally, like, opening day is, like, windy and cloudy. Right. And yeah. then this year, it was crystal clear and, like, 35 degrees. I mean, mm-hmm. they were well, feeling I, it. If you, that time that um, – me, you, and Dave hunted together right around here at the opener. Oh, yeah. It was like five days of the worst turkey weather imaginable. Oh, yeah. Wind, rain. Muggy. When it wasn't raining, bad it, was, chicken it tenders. was bad chicken tenders. When it wasn't raining, it was uh, just like super humid, super cloudy, just yeah. not ideal. But, but yeah, the weather was so good for the first couple of days. And then, again, like we're not biologists, but we had had all that warm weather leading up to the spring opening up you know yeah so it's like i was listening to the weather the other day and i have no idea if this has any correlation with like turkey behavior i don't think it does with the breeding cycle Mm -hmm. but uh i mean the weather guy said we were like five six weeks ahead on spring oh yeah this was like three weeks ago well i do know so everyone probably 99 percent of the people that listen to this know who dr chamberlain is and probably follow him on instagram and i remember he did a a turkey tuesday that was talking about the old phrase that the turkeys are going to be gobbled out but by season right and but i remember what you know he pretty much you know debunked that myth that doesn't happen but he did say that if you you know in february or whatever He'll catch a good weather day, and it's essentially, in layman's term, it's like the males, the gobblers, they're just, they're like, they just get to feeling good. They get to feeling it. Just like, man, same way with any animals in the woods on good, high-pressure, pretty days, they move more, more mm. active. So, like, I I wonder, with all this good weather, if the gobblers weren't just like, man, yeah, <laughs> this really, feels good, I want to strut, you know. And that may have had something to do, you know, with their gobbling activity peaked a lot because, I mean, obviously the hens – are going to do what they're going to do as far mm-hmm. as the breeding cycle. Right. But, I mean, the weather obviously has to have something to do with making the gobblers, like, ready to go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had – I honestly, I don't remember where I left off last podcast I did because I did one of my solo rants. Yeah, uh, I listened to a few minutes of it and then got off on something else. But I know I did Florida, and I know that I at the time – I know I had mentioned that you were hunting up north and you were with Dave. Yeah. But obviously I didn't – I couldn't give any details up because I wasn't there. So I don't know what happened. Man, we had a pretty eventful opening morning. Mm-hmm. Like about as eventful as you could hope for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got up there Monday. I actually – since I'm no longer at Primo's full-time, I had – a chance to join a camp this year since I'm home right. more. Yeah. And uh, it was actually a camp I hunted in when I was working at Mossy Oak. We actually helped, like, start this thing, helping gather up the land, get leased and stuff, and that's I'm, been, like, eight years ago. I remember you telling me about that. And uh, <clears throat> I always loved it up there, but just it wasn't justifiable for me to stay in the club because I rarely got to travel and hunt by myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I talked to Mr. Ken about it last year. I was like, I'm going to join that thing again. You got some openings? And he's like, yeah, I got a spot open. And uh, anyway, I, I joined it back last summer. And honestly, I this is a funny conversation. I was talking to Dave like in February or something or January, February, sometime or another. And he was talking about if he didn't get his public land 
user permit for out of state uh-huh. you know you want to work something out hunt somewhere or something and uh, i was like yeah i gotta figure out where to go though <laughs> i had forgot i joined the club <laughs> got thinking about it. man i just joined the club up here you're sitting there going hmm i only knew it somewhere <laughs> no idea yeah but i joined like a year ago just a turkey hunt pretty much so yeah. i mean it was slipped my mind for a little while and uh Anyway, he uh, did not get drawn as public land user thing, so yeah. it kind of put a damper on his normal plans. Yeah. Had to go with us private boys. Which, I mean, to I've heard a lot of people talk about that, the whole public land, out-of-state permit. I, the, I understand it. I know some folks have been upset about well, it. Well, I think even non-residents understand it. Yeah. It's not fun when it happens to you, though. Because what happened is essentially is everyone knows Alabama shifted their season back. Yeah. Arkansas already already had a later season, but when you had Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi all open up at the same time, it kind of it dispersed those non-resident hunters out a little bit. Well, when Mississippi's still having a general season open on March the fifteenth, now I mean we were just getting this heavy influx, and we had to do something to regulate it. Of course, you and I reap the benefits because we're residents here. So yeah. we don't have to deal with it, but I mean, I, I understand it. I know it, it it's upsetting to some people, but I, I, like you said, I think most of them understand it too. And honestly, I think it's made a, a difference. Not that I'm against people coming here. I'm not against it at all. People coming from out of state to hunt here at all. But the one thing that does damper hunting is pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Yeah. No matter where the pressure is coming from, it hurts your hunting. Right. And uh, I have noticed last year and this year it being better quality hunting on the forest out here. Mm-hmm. So yeah i mean it's obviously it may be coincidence but something's happening where it's a little bit better quality it's at very least a factor yeah you know yeah not gonna go as far but but so yeah dave ends up at with you at your camp yeah so i get up there last monday and uh get up tuesday morning and go listen and me and mr ken end up hearing some birds and kind of get a general idea where they're at i mean pretty we didn't get we didn't encroach on them at all because gonna let them do what they're gonna do right and uh but stood up on a big high point somewhat got a gist of where they were and what they're doing mm-hmm. and uh looking at onyx dude this ain't no shameless plug but that app you can scout from a distance so easy right yeah well yeah like you get a bird marked where it's gobbling from where you turn on the hybrid mode especially up there it's really hilly territory uh-huh. terrain right so you can kind of figure out where they're going to be and how they're going to move yeah. via topo yeah and uh that's what we did kind of came up with the game plan for the following morning and dave showed up that afternoon or that night sometime no he came he was going to show up the night before and ended up coming up opening morning waking up at like two o'clock in the morning driving down and uh he showed up about five o'clock in the morning and sweet caroline you know he's a he's an indian that beats his own drum sure <laughs> so anyway uh we go out that opening morning and uh go i don't know maybe a half to three quarters of a mile where we think the turkey should be get up on this ridge and this breaking day and uh one thing unique about these turkeys they don't gobble super early up there it's like you're standing there like Okay, a turkey should be gobbling Like, now. consistently they yeah. don't gobble? Hmm. 
Like, they should be gobbling now, but they're not. It's usually about 15 minutes after you think they should be gobbling when they start gobbling. Hmm. And Mr. Ken told me that, of course. I was like, yeah, whatever. We, yeah. <laughs> we can pull. Whatever. We can pull one. And I was, he was right. He was right. And I figured that out the morning before, too, because I was standing up there hooting my little brains out. And uh, he's like, you're wasting your time. They ain't gobbling yet. You got to wait for the first crow, and then you'll hear a turkey gobble. <laughs> and he was right. 100% right. Don't guide the guide. Nope. And uh, anyway, we're standing there waiting on the crow to go off so we can hear a turkey. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, crow, uh, hear one way out in the distance. I hoot. A turkey gobbles, and he sounds like he's 350-ish from us, like pretty close. And we start making our way towards him and get, like, we feel like within about 250 of him or so, like, Close enough, like, we all be able to hear him really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I hoot, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then finally hoot really loud one time, and turkey gobbles. And it seems a lot farther away than the one we heard off the bat. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, maybe just turn on a tree or something. We could hear him better the first time. So we make a big loop down this <clears throat> logging road towards some fields, and we're like, Common sense kind of looks like turkeys roosted in SMZ and they'll probably fly down and work their way towards the fields. That's mm-hmm. just kind of what common sense would tell you in this situation. And uh, we get towards the edge of that field. Turkeys are gobbling pretty good now. And uh, we can tell there's two or three of them up in there gobbling. Wadded up. Like t- typical early yeah. season scenario. Yep, like yeah, like a whole flock. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're far enough in the SMZ where we feel like we can get on the edge of that field Explain what an SMZ is, just in case. Streamside management area. I just like to make sure. So, yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. So uh, what a stream uh, SMZ is is a uh, area of hardwoods around a drainage that timber companies leave for erosion purposes. Yeah. A lot of times they leave good good stands of hardwoods in there because they can't cut them because right. the roads are bad. They have to do that. Yeah. And we're hunting timberland, like commercial timberland. Right. So if you ever, it's 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 a very common. Uh, happenstance if you hunt in any part of the southeast you're just in nothing but stands of pines and then you take one step and you're in a drain or a creek and you're in this big stretch of hardwoods that yep. would be an smz yeah and this particular area we're hunting it's uh got a couple of these smz's that run through there so typically you expect turkeys to be on those because those are good roosting sites usually water running through there just kind of and a lot of there's are thick pines, yeah. so it just makes sense for turkeys to be in those SMZs. Well, anyway, <clears throat> we get to the edge of the field, turkeys gobble up the holler, and uh, we feel like they're going to come out the corner because that's where the SMZ butts up to the cotton mm-hmm. field. So we're like, let's make a little power move here, get within 100 yards of that corner, go ahead and sit down, see what they do. And uh, we're not expecting to call turkeys to us. I mean, we're, I mean, they're flocked up turkeys. They're right. going to do what they want to do typically. You're more or less like hoping they're just naturally wanting to drift that direction. Yeah, and if they're drifting yeah. that way, you can call them to you. But if they're not, good luck. Yeah, you're just going to listen to them. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, we get set down. And I think Dave may have yelped or something. They gobbled up the holler. I mean, way on up there. We're kind of thinking they're going the other way at this point. Right. And uh, we said, well, okay, it's open in the morning. Need to be patient. Usually turkeys just kind of do their own thing anyway mm-hmm. early in the season. So we sit down. A few minutes goes by. Uh, I yelp, and a turkey gobbles up at holler. Maybe, like, sounds like he's 300, 350. 
and uh like okay cool still not expecting like anything crazy to happen mm-hmm. uh, wait a couple seconds yelp at him again he hits it harder that time mm-hmm. well he may be interested and uh we're still like just kind of sitting there not expecting anything to happen super fast and uh i wait maybe two minutes three minutes yelp again this song gun belts at about 75 yards from us so he covered some ground quick fast i mean like, like quick quick like super fast Golly. and uh ken pulls his gun up <laughs> like it's one of these deals like as soon as he gobbles you can hear him drumming yeah he pops out in the field he's probably like 85 90 yards and no fat no sooner than he comes out in the field he turns towards us and starts running like sprinting and stuff's happening in a yeah, extreme hurry right now i don't even it. know if dave got the camera good on him or got it focused because mm-hmm. it just happened so fast right right turkey come running at us and uh ain't mr ken May got a little excited. Happens. He shot, and turkey flies off, and I shoot at him flying because I wasn't sure if he hit him or not, and I don't think it would hurt the turkey at all, but right. shot's fired. Right, right, right. Got a miss under our belt already. Happens. It happens. And we're sitting there licking our wounds. We sat there because uh, at the time we thought a turkey that came to us was not part of the main flock. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think he was. I think he was a satellite. Just kind of someone had pushed him out of there, and he was just I think, happened to be close to him. Well, what our uh, our guess is is either some jakes or something or gobblers were running him out, like running him to us because mm-hmm. the way he was acting. Like he was not running to us calling, even though he was very interested and he was gobbling. Mm-hmm. But he didn't come out running like he was coming to yelping. He was running like he was getting chased. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, it was like – let them calm down. I mean, they heard shots, yeah, but they don't really know. Here yeah. shooting all the time. Sure, you're in you're in North Mississippi. There's all kinds of <laughs> shooting going on up there. So uh, never did hear the other turkeys gobble anymore. But we had some jakes come up to us right there, scratching, feeding. That's when we kind of put the two and two together. Like if jakes may have ran that gobbler down here, uh-huh. and uh, sat there for like an hour or so. Nothing ever happened. Decided to make a loop and try to get up on the top side of this. This might near a mountain. It's a, it's a couple hundred ele- feet in elevation change. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to do that, we got to go back to the way we came and then loop around. Yeah. And uh, so on the way back, <clears throat> me and Dave were talking. It's like, you know what? That, that turkey we heard, like, first thing this morning, no way that that was the turkeys we got on. Like, it had to be a turkey in between us. Mm. He just never gobbled anymore when those other ones started gobbling. Gotcha. So there's a SMZ, a little small one, like it's maybe 60 yards wide and runs maybe 400 yards up this ridge. And uh, we stop at the bottom of it and cast some yelps up there uh-huh. and heard something, did not recognize it as a gobble, but the timing was too weird. Mm-hmm. Dave and I looked at each other like, yeah, we both agree the timing was a, like should be a gobble. Yeah. Wait a few seconds, do it again. Sure enough, it's a turkey gobbling up atop the SMZ. And it gained some ground, huh? Yeah. Okay. Then we could hear him like 100% gobble that time. And uh, so we get in the SMZ, go in there probably 60, and yelp at him again. He's moving like towards us. Mm. So we get set down, find us a little spot to sit, and uh, get everything set up. Dave gets the camera out. I get set down. Ken gets set down, make sure we're good and hid. And uh, 
Dave yelps at him, and he gobbles again. He's probably 150 from us at this point. Holy smokes. Yeah, so he's, like, coming. coming. Yeah, oh, yeah. And <laughs> he kind of stands his ground for a second, like, gobbling. Mm-hmm. You yelp at him, he gobbled. Doesn't sound like he's moved for, like, five or ten minutes. Gotcha. Well, the last time he gobbled, Dave just hits him hard, like, cutting, cackling right behind his gobble, like, she's excited. Mm-hmm. And then shuts up. And then he starts free gobbling coming towards us. He yeah. gets to about 100 yards and uh, goes quiet. We're just sitting there in, ten- in Looking anticipation. For him. Yeah, you know? where is he at? Then all of a sudden I hear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where is this joker at? <laughs> I can't. Like, it's close enough for all to be looking at him. Yeah. And I can't. You ain't just hearing the drum. You hear the like, drum. I can hear it in my chest. Yeah. I like, feel it. Yeah. And uh, anyway, just sitting there, like, I don't know, it's probably five minutes, but it seems like an eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, is this joker behind us? Because I should be looking at him. Right, yeah. And uh, I'm cutting my eyes left, right, all over the place, and I'm like, why can't I see this turkey? And he's just steady. <laughs> Finally, I see a catch a little bit of movement about 50 yards from us. I'm like, okay, there he is. Yeah, and I ain't kidding. This song gonna walk down this hill. He looks like an ostrich. I was not <laughs> expecting him to look that big because he was so close when he popped out behind a tree. Like yeah. he's like thirty-five yards. Oh yeah, so you're like, oh crap, that's <laughs> a big old turkey. <laughs> and uh, man, we are in the thickest of stuff. Like you won't expect a turkey to be in there. Like you can only see like forty, fifty yards, and down in the SMZ you can see farther. But he's working the edge of the pines. Mm-hmm. and the thick stuff and he walks down towards smz about 10 yards from where he's been drumming and like it's no way i'm like i got like one hole if he keeps coming he's gonna be in the open me and ken either one of us can shoot him he gets to about 30 yards he's kind of angling from our left to right at like a slightly degree towards us but more left to right and he gets to about 30 yards. He's behind a tree for me, and he stops, and he's looking. Mm. I'm like, I hope Ken can kill him right there because we're on a ticking time clock Yeah, right now. you know, when they get like that, you know you only have so, so much time. Well, Ken couldn't shoot him either. He had a tree in between him and the turkey. And uh, I see him pop that, tail, that pop wing feather, mm-hmm. and he turns around. And I'm assuming he either – slightly smelled a rat or just didn't see anything at right. all yeah Once. he knows he had gotten close enough he's he, like this hen ain't here and she should be he wasn't boogery by any means but he was just like okay i've observed situation i'm going back probably gonna go back up here and drum some more right and uh dave's like can you kill him right there i was like no i got too much stuff and i get to looking like where he's walking and i find one little hole in there and i'm like if he comes in there i can i can shoot at him Shoot. <laughs> and, we already uh, got one miss this morning. Might as well. <laughs> and uh, anyway, a turkey walks in the hole and happens to like, hesitate in the hole when I shoot and roll him up right yeah. there. And I mean, it was just one of those hunts, like, yeah. like intense. I, f- I could feel my heart. I felt like it had came un- <laughs> unglued and came up in my throat. Yeah. And just thumping. And uh, that was just, um, just I mean, it's one of my favorite hunts, like doing it like that. When right. they like, get up in there and it's so intense, you can't see them, but you can hear them, and you yeah. can hear them walking in the leaves. But you're like, why can't I see this and dang turkey? And there's a very thin margin of error, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like, 
if he'd have went through that hole too fast or I wouldn't have pulled the trigger when I did, we would not have killed that turkey. Yeah. Like, it was like just margin of error was very slim. Mm-hmm. But it was a heck of a hunt. And then uh, we hunted the next couple mornings, and we got on some turkeys. They just was being hard-headed like they supposed just to be. Just acting like they normally do. And that's what I mean by how the season started. Is like I've heard more stories across the state you know, pretty much of turkeys yep. acting like that. And you're like, man, where is this coming from? Yep. And Ken ended up killing one two afternoons later. So that was fun to see him get mm-hmm. some redemption under his belt after the mishap. So they gobble and, and all that? or were they Didn't gobble, but they came up a road to call him. Come yet, come to the open. Yep, yeah. So. Yeah. Been fine, man. I mean, it's been good, man. It's been real good. Yeah. Yep. The, the, uh, the second day of the season, like the first day of the season where I was, the first morning, like, I heard turkeys, but they acted like I expected them to act for mm-hmm. opening day birds. Like, heard two different turkeys. They gobbled. Both of them gobbled two or three times. And then the turkey furthest from me gobbled one time for sure on the ground, possibly a second time, but he was far enough from me that I couldn't have been sure. Uh, however, the second morning is what I would describe to somebody as – the second morning of the season was I had about as fun of a hunt as one could have without shooting a turkey. <laughs> I, uh, so I made – and I, I I told you some of this. There was a turkey uh, roosted on a drainage, you know, s- similar setting to what you're referring to is like the SMZ. I mean, turkeys roosted on drainages and creek systems. It's, it's kind of a like a common turkey thing to do. And, uh, you know – I didn't know whether or not that turkey was going to roost in that same spot or same tree, but I was like, you know, my plan was for the next morning, because of how they had acted that day before, is I was like, man, I'm going to get in there super early, and I'm going to walk, and I and I was going to be sitting on a tree listening. You know, if it happened to be a good spot, great, but if not, I was going to be a good spot to, you know, mm-hmm. move and get set up on them because I wanted to be – within 150 yards of where he was roosted the first yeah. time he gobbled. Already amongst them. Yeah. So, I mean, when I started walking, and, you know, the woods are so open, and you got leaves and sticks and briars. So when I started walking, I mean, it was like 5 a.m. Like, it was dark. And I'm just like, took, I don't know how long it took me to get there, but, like, I, anyhow, I, I got sat down, and I felt confident. I was like, all right, I'm in here clean. It's still plenty dark enough, so on and so forth. And uh, it starts breaking daylight, and it wasn't – the gobble was not 15 minutes late, but it was – I'd been sitting there, and it had been five minutes past when I thought I should have heard a turkey. Mm -hmm. Like, it had been long enough that I was like, man, is he – are they not even in here anymore? Are they not gobbling? Did I – you know, am I under them? And, you know, that's not what they're doing. About that time, a, a crow comes and buzzes a tree. Like, I mean, I see this coast swoop down and get right on top of this tree and go, ah, ah, and this turkey just, and he's maybe 80, 80. Did the crow buzz his tree? Because I, I, I wasn't looking up at the crow. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, like, looking out of the woods. I catch the crow in my peripherals. If he wasn't in his tree, he was, I mean, it was. It, right there on Yeah. Him. I mean, you know what I mean? Because I'm not, but, like, looking up. I mean, like, up. the crow was calling at him, at yeah. the turkey. yeah. I mean, like the crow buzzes right over, ah, God, and he just, ah, and he, and, and again, I'm thinking 
at the closest, I'm going to be 150 yards from this turkey, and he's 80, <laughs> 85. And I'm like, oh, sweet Caroline. Like, what have I done? You well, know, in the spot. That's a good feeling. Oh, I know. I was like, I did like a like a subliminal fist pump to myself. I was like, <clears throat> you know, and and so I was like, I'm close enough, and uh, I'm close enough that I'm gonna let him gobble before I even consider making any noise at him. You know. Mm-hmm. And especially because I just assumed, especially the way I was like, he's got to have hens. There's no way he doesn't. And he stayed up in the tree not too late, but later than – it was about the same as his gobble. Like, he was up in the tree. Like, at one point, he'd stop gobbling for a little while. And I was like, is he on the ground? He should be. And about that time, pow, he's still in the tree. I'm like, huh. Well, uh, I tree up to him one time, and he answered me. And – I wait, and I'm like, all right, that's all I'm doing. And wait a little bit longer, and it's probably about five minutes later, and I thought he would. He gobbles, and he's he's on the ground. And he is pitched kind of, I guess, that not like he's pitched. If I'm fa- if I'm facing the turkey, he's pitched off to the left. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not going any further away from it, but he's pitched off to the left. And I have this kind of barrier of of briars directly in front of me, if I didn't have that barrier of briars there, because all I'm seeing is like some briars and treetops, and I couldn't really see that in the pitch dark, you know. I, I, I mean, there's a real chance I could have seen the turkey in the tree if that wasn't there. But it allowed me to move because he got, you know, he started gobbling on the ground over there, and I saw that barrier of briars for about 50 yards, and then it opened up. Uh-huh. And so I was like, if I – ooze up and i mean when i say ooze up i don't mean stand up and walk i mean if i crawl another 50 yards and get pretty much within gun range where this briar ends and it opens up if i can call him he's gonna have to come look around this point to see me you know that was kind of my mindset it's my best move i can make right uh and so i get up there i get sat down he's still he's gobbled three or four more times since that while i've been moving so i know i'm good uh, and I get everything ready, and I was like, all right, I'm going to yelp again. And at this point, all I'd heard was him. And I, like I said, I had tree yelped, but, and that was it. But I, I'd moved, and i get everything ready, and i yelp. And when I yelp, this hen goes bananas, just, and he, and then it turns into two hens. And the two hens are coming my direction, and when they start cutting and yelping, the gobbler starts losing his mind. I mean, just, just choking on himself and i'm sitting there going holy moly this is awesome you know yeah i'm like this is everything that you could want you know well a little time goes by and i mean we're steady they'd cut i'd cut they'd yelp i'd yelp i was trying to get them you know miffed and i start looking and i'm catching movement and i'm i'm can tell i'm looking at a turkey at my if i'm facing 12 o'clock they're at about my 11 and I'm looking at the back of a turkey, but I'm not sure what it is. And finally, I see a head come up, and I, it's a hen. And I see another one. It's the two hens, and they're walking at me, just yelping and cutting, just yelping and cutting. And the gobbler gobbles, and he's still just off the side where I can't see him. And I'm like, man, alive. And they get the hens probably get about 40 yards. And this one hen that was more vocal than the other, I mean, she's just chop, 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 just looking. Uh, I hear him gobble again. He's put a little bit closer, and I'm hearing him drum. I can hear him walking in the leaves, and I'm like, mm. man, I've, I've, I've got him. I mean, I've done click the safety off. I'm thinking any time he's going to come around this point, I got him. Well, I catch movement right around the edge of the point, and I'm like, whew. 
And I see this black blob. It comes around point a little bit further, and I see white head tucked into some feathers. And I'm like, man, this, there, he there he is. And I go as far as putting my red dot on his head. And I'm waiting because I've still got some briars. I'm waiting him to come all the way around. And then when I was looking at him on a red dot, I was like, the head looked kind of small. About that time, he came around full, and he popped in the strut, and he had that hi-hat fan. Mm. And I said, uh-oh. <laughs> it Shake. was It was uh, another one coming behind him, and he went to strutting, too. And so I, at the time, I'm thinking, I'm like, is that the turkey I'm hearing gobbling? Is it a bull jake? About that time, pow, and he's still around the point. Mm. So it was, I know at least two hens, two jakes, and then this long beard just never would come around where I could see him. I had the jakes at 30 yards for 20 minutes. Like, no lie, like 20 minutes. But, you know, it, it was hard to walk. They finally, you know, I, I, they finally eased off, and it was hard to feel dejected because that was such a fun hunt. Man. <laughs> you man. know? Yeah. When you get up in tight like that, it's, it's something to be part of. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was a little bit of luck, you know, involved with a little bit of educated guess because I'd heard him there yesterday. Granted, he wasn't right there because mm-hmm. if, if I'd known he was right there, I wouldn't have tried. I wouldn't have pushed the issue trying to get that close, I don't think. I just don't – I don't think of myself as being that stealthy <laughs> to pull that off. But uh, I'm trying to think what happened between there. I think I – I, mean, I, I kind of – after that day, things kind of went dry for me. Like, yeah. I, I went – I know – uh, one morning I made a six mile loop. Um, it was like six miles and some change according to my iPhone. And I had heard zero gobbles the entire day. And then I did another, a similar loop where I did a little bit over five miles on Sunday afternoon. Cause the weather was gorgeous and I did not hear a singular Turkey. Um, fortunately all that changed this past Monday uh Monday morning. yeah i was and it was 20 degrees i talked to you on the phone and i was like man i don't know if they're gonna gobble or not it was so it was like 23 degrees like it hurt it was so cold it was 20 it was 23 degrees which if there's folks here from midwest or out west listening to this y'all are like 23 that ain't nothing i'm telling for for mississippi in the spring that is cold that's real cold um but to tell the kind of the story of this hunt is i was standing there where you know i'd marked a spot where i wanted to listen and i finally hear a turkey and he got this turkey gobbled early enough that i you know i still had a you know fair enough amount of ground to cover but i was like i can set up on this turkey while he's still on the limb i felt mm-hmm. confident about that and i get down in there and there was a, a a timber change and so i wanted to hear him again to make sure you know i can be i can be bad about miscoursing things and he gobbled again, and I'm working my way around the end of this timber change, and I can see the wood start to open up. And I hadn't gotten there quite – I hadn't made it to that quite as early as I wanted to. So I was like, turkey may still be in a tree, turkey may not still be in a tree. But I do know that I want to check before I go busting out into these wide-open woods. So I yelp, and when I yelp, it was a similar situation to what happened to me the second morning of the season. I mean, I'd yelped soft. Like, I didn't cluck. I didn't cut. I mean, just yelped a couple notes. And this hen immediately starts answering me, who was, one, not far, and two, still in the tree. You must have your singing voice and pitched. I, I mean, I've got the I – don't, I don't know if I've shown you the cell phone clip because at one point, it, how it turned out, they were close enough to me. I knew I couldn't. I, there's no way I could step into them open woods. No right, way. Right. I would if I had stepped into them open woods, it would have sounded like a covey flush. Nice. Sasquatch. Yeah. So I 
I find a good tree, I sit down, and again, I'm like, this is my play. I'm like, they're, he's where I, if, if he's where I thought he was originally, they're not roosted, they're not far off from each other, but not roosted together. It's like my best chance is to get them hens to come to me and hopefully it comes. The hens were fired up as you could want a hen to ever get fired up. There was like six of them in there. And they were cutting and cackling and yelping. And I'm yelping back to them. And I started to get concerned because this went on for several minutes. Me sitting down yelping at these hens. And the turkey gobbled like twice. And so I'm like, man. And in, in the midst of that, they flew down, got on the ground. I, caught, I could see one of those hens moving through a little bit one time looking through binoculars. But that turkey, I was like, man, he is not. Them hens ain't coming to me, and he definitely ain't coming to me. Probably got an inch and a half spur. He, I mean, I mean, seriously, six or eight hens, and between me and all of them going back, I mean, may, twice, just, mm. you know. So I'm like, I may kill him, but I'm not going to kill him like this because they're moving the other way up the creek, and he is not. I mean, like, he is happy with what he's got, you know. Yeah. And so the hens started oozing down the creek, and I said, man, the only chance I got is to let them get far enough down where I can move, get back out on the other side of this timber change where the woods are back opened up, and try to loop around and get in front of them. So that was my play. I uh, seen their tracks this morning. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I walk around. I get back into the woods where they're opening back up, and I'm thinking about heading to get in front of that creek. And I said, you know, I did. I, I had faintly heard. I, I'd heard two turkeys. This is just the closer one and the one I went to. And I was like, you know, this was. I needed to. I was, it just looked too pretty where I was at. I said, I need to make sure nothing. I give something else a chance to gobble before I just go blazing through these woods. I don't even get my slate call out of my pocket. Like I'm reaching for my slate call and wait a minute you know mm-hmm. and it was i mean and this gobble was maybe 250 yards maybe and it was so and it was a still morning and it happened like it's such a strange timing i was like did i just like did i make that up you yeah. ever you know you know how you can do that you're like yep. it's not like the gobble was hard to hear but i was like did i just make that up in my head so i wait a little bit i get my slate call out i look i'm like if it, if things get real i'm gonna go sit right there and i get my slate and tuck, tuck, yow, yow, yow. Oh, sweet goodness <laughs> and it kind of rolled uphill a little bit and so i said i'm getting some ground on him so i marched straight at him up that hill where i knew i had and he was he was probably a little less than 250 maybe he wasn't 200 you know 220 230 something like that so i march i get about 40 yards and i yelp again He's a little bit closer, but I don't like where I'm at because the woods are open. So I see a little spot, and I get up again, and I start getting nervous, and I yelp again. And he's no, he's now, I don't know, somewhere between 150 and 180. And I'm like, <laughs> I've got to get sat down. This turkey is coming. So all I had, the best cover I looked at, there was a big falling down oak tree. And I said, if I pop a knee behind that and just lean my gun over it, I'm, I'm as hit as I could ever want to be. Yeah. So I just – Drop to a knee, get behind it, put my gun over it. Also, I mean, not to mention it's pretty, it's about as good of a gun rest as you could ask oh, for. Yeah. I mean, my gun's laid on this old oak tree, like shooting off a bench pert near. But I get set. And even still, like I know the turkeys, you know how it is. It's like when you get sat down, 
the first thing is like, did I spook? I hope I didn't spook it, yeah. you know? So I get every, I know, like, I'm 100% sure everything's ready. And I, I yelp on my mouth call, just yelp, 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 yelp. I'm like, gosh almighty. And he probably, he had to go, he was up on a kind of a bench. He had to go down a gradual hill, and I could hear him when he was down in that bottom. And by the time I'd get in, when I yelped next to that log, he, had, he would start to come back up. Mm. And he finally gets on that top, and he's at this point, he's – 100 yards uh and he gobbled probably three times to that 100 yard mark and he gobbled just enough from that spot that i was worried he was going to hang up because mm-hmm. i was like man he is I, I don't know what his vantage point is he could be looking down this hill and being like i'm not seeing what i want to see but i was my saving grace i thought is i was close enough to that timber change that he might think that i'm in this younger timber and he just can't see me yeah well I'm, these thoughts are rolling through my head and all of a sudden boom, and I'm, I'm like, oh, gosh. And I start looking <laughs> every which way. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And about that time, I catch movement, and I look over, and about I hear, and I see his neck stretch out when he gobbles. And he's about 80 yards. But it, we're just in these open woods, and he's, he's skirting me. You know, he's not just coming dead at me. He's kind of flanking wide right of me. But he, he, he's, he's wide, but he's kind of angling towards me. He's 80 yards at the time, and he, he – strutting and gobbling and fast walking and he'd stop and he'd strut and he'd gobble and at one point i did think i was like man he's gonna swing so wide i'm not gonna be able to kill him but he's, he's was it going towards a young timber yeah okay so that was what he was thinking that him yeah, was in there that's what saved me yeah if i if i had been man i think if i would have set up 40 30 yards further out in the open timber i don't know if i would have killed him right because he fight like he I, obviously i stopped yelping the only thing i did noise making wise because i was blocked by that big tree is i i, I took my left hand which is behind the tree and i scratched in the leaves mm-hmm. some and he started i he walked through one hole at about i guessed it to be 60 yards and i'm just being honest had he stopped in that hole I may have considered it, but he didn't even stop. Like, he just whoop, just went through there. And I was like, well, you know, I don't even have to make that decision, you know. Mm-hmm. And next time I see him, he's, he's he is angling towards me harder. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I can make this work. I can make this work. And so, But he's getting pretty wide right of me now, so I'm having to – every time he goes behind a tree, I'm having to swing my gun. I'm having to move, you know, shift a little bit to the right. And so far, I've gone without getting caught. You know, he keeps popping out, and he's still in half strut and on a steady walk. And there's this, there's another falling over tree, but it's falling up. It, it is – the tree has broken and fallen over high enough up at the trunk that, I mean, it's like a four-foot gap between the tree and the ground. Like, and, like a triangle. Yeah, and, I was, and the way he was walking, I said, he's walking under that gap in the tree. And I said to myself, I know if he gets up under that tree, he's every bit in range. He's about to be 40 yards. So he goes, and he's walking. He's paralleling behind this fallen tree. And I lose a little bit of him. I can just see the top of his head. The next thing I know, I see him walk under that tree. And he has one more tree to get through. And I thought he stepped fully behind that tree, and I go to swivel my gun more, but he didn't. And I see <laughs> He caught me on that last move, and I saw I, I saw all of a sudden I catch him stop, and I see his head pop out from behind that tree. Go backwards around. Yeah, he just went, Foo! and all, and and I said, man, if I don't shoot him now, I ain't going to. And so, boom, I shoot. He falls, and I 
gave the world my best 40 time that I had to offer, and I had him. <laughs> and it was man, from the time that I the, from the time that I yelped at him and he gobbled at me for the first time to the time I pulled the trigger was ten minutes. Yeah, I mean it was one of those everything you could ever want. Yeah, you know? this this makes it look easy sometimes. It's just uh, yeah. Um, that same morning, um, I went hunting the spot you've been tangling with him turkeys for two days, mm-hmm. and walked in there and hooted a couple times did not hear nothing mm-hmm. i'm sitting there like cussing late like he don't run all my turkeys out of here <laughs> song no wonder he's going somewhere different this morning and uh anyway i finally hear a turkey as far as i can hear like to my it'd be to my west like, I, like mm. I, i'm start looking it that way like i know that's a turkey i just heard and he's a long way let me get going yeah and uh, it may have been turkey still around where I was. I just didn't give him time to gobble. Because when I heard that one, I was like, it was gone. Mm. Anyway, I I walked like, I don't know, a quarter mile down there. And uh, stopped, hoot, nothing, nothing, nothing. Ain't heard nothing since that one time. I decided to be smart about this and sit by a tree and just listen just for a while. Just sit down. Just yeah. sit down. Which is hard to do sometimes. Because yes. you want to keep going a lot of times. And... Uh, I sit there like 15 minutes without saying nothing, and I ain't heard not a gobble, not a hen. I ain't heard nothing mm. that even remotely sounds like a turkey. So I decided to yelp. I yelp soft starting out, just just normal like feeding mm-hmm. yelps, just like content. Content noises, yeah. Didn't hear nothing. Uh, do that, wait a couple minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what, if anything's around here, I'm going to give them the best effort of a hen looking for somebody. Yeah. Yep at him, yep at him. Do a real excited, like, bah, 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 bah. Uh-huh. and uh, I do that, and this song goes <laughs> like 150 <laughs> yards from me. Like, oh, God, God. <laughs> we're in the game. And 10 seconds go by, and he gobbles by himself, and he's moving towards me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, boy, get yeah. my gun up, get ready. I think yeah. I can kill him from where I'm at. I'm yeah. in a pretty good spot. You're, are, you're already planning on letting me know that you killed the turkey that I you oh, know, yeah, tried I to already, kill. He's like, oh, already, I'm going to have fun with this. I was already going through the gloat in my head. It's like, ah, daddy had to come up in here and kill these turkeys for you, boy. And <laughs> anyway, uh, I yelp at him one more time after he gobbles. As soon as he gobbles, yeah. I lay into it. He goes, yeah. one of them extended gobbles. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I shut up at that point, and it wasn't 30, 45 seconds. The last time he gobbled was 125 yards. I'm like, I'm going to see this song gun any minute. I'm in a briar thicket, and I can see 30, 40 yards in there, which turkeys, I think, can move through it. It's not. It's like perfect, like nest cover, like tight briars. Like the turkey can see over top of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and they can walk through gaps and such. But sure. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I have boom. Mm. I'm like, where is he? Yeah. Where is he? I can't see him. And it's getting louder. Yeah. I'm like, it's turkeys within 50 yards, no doubt. Sure. And I heard him drawn for like five minutes. And I'm steadily, like, scanning, like, I think my eyeballs are spinning in my head. Yeah, because everything, like, is that a turkey? One, was that there before? Did at, that just move? At one point, I go cross-eyed, can't see anything. <laughs> just got to shut my eyes for a second and refocus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I sat there for 30 minutes, and I heard him drawing for like 10 minutes, but I sat there for a total of 30 minutes not moving a muscle. Yeah. And never did lay eyes on this turkey. Yeah. I don't know where he went, what happened. I ain't got a clue. But I sat there for a whole hour combined from when I heard him drumming to when I was like ready to do something. Yeah. I finally heard a hen behind me. So I'm assuming he kind of skirted the side of me. Yeah. It was a little bit cleaner brush over there and went back in there to them. So that was my morning that morning too. I mean, if it was that same turkey, which good chance that it was, he was covered up in hens the day I almost killed him. Yeah. But, I mean, the longer time draws on, if he, you know, remains alive, then hens are going to get sparser and sparser. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I was so proud you killed one that morning, though, too. That was awesome. When you told me the story, I was like, man. It was good, man. And that timber in there where you were at, I mean, it's just like gorgeous, like 100-year-old pines. Yeah. And you could tell there'd been fire run through there at one point. I mean, it was just pretty. It was – It was. I mean, you, I couldn't think of a, of, of a prettier spot to, to shoot one and to see one, you know. You don't see all the time them coming in – acting like that no that. And I, I mean this i don't people say you'd get tired of it if they did that every time you know but i don't think I would. i'd love to find out yeah i'd love to be but, given that opportunity to but get tired when of those it. times do happen especially in places like that yeah. like you're like man i'm so grateful for this especially because it's like i mean it would have been it, if i would have killed him if it would have been that turkey straight off the roost and he acted like that i'd have loved that too but tied in with the fact that I had that back and forth with those hens for mm-hmm. that long. And then I I wonder sometimes, or, or, or I wonder looking back at it, I'm like, man, was I, you know, was that turkey far off and between the younger pines and the terrain, had he been gobbling at me and those hens the entire time and I hadn't heard him, you know? Possible. Because, uh, I mean, I mean, for me to, I mean, I had just stepped back out into those open woods and, <sighs> So it makes me wonder, I'm like, was he already trying to, you know, come that direction? Right. Who knows? All I know is, is he made me a very happy turkey hunter that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ain't found a turkey since. I, yeah, well. It's been a hard, hard go of it the last three days. It's all right. It's all right. Maybe it'll change in the morning. It'll all turn around. Mm-hmm. Especially that phone call we had a while ago with that little feller. That was pretty funny. He's a fired up little feller. Dave, Dave's been in Mississippi for a week now, and he's coming back here today. <laughs> Poor guy. So he says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've rambled on as much as we need to. I hope if you are in an area where you can turkey hunt already, I hope your spring season is treating you tremendously. If you're not within turkey season yet, stay strong, stay the course. It'll be here before you know it. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Alabama, and I think maybe Georgia opens up here next week or so. Yep. So good luck to all y'all, all y'all boys. Stay safe out there. Remember, keep it fun. And uh, yeah, we'll catch y'all back here next week. As always, thank y'all so very much for listening to the Speak the Language podcast presented by Onyx Hunt.